Hey, I've had quite a few questions over the last few weeks, so I'm making this for my friends to clear a few things up. First and foremost, something you should know, you cannot catch a virus. And why can't you catch a virus? Because it's impossible. So why is it impossible to catch a virus? Question. A virus is alive. Is a virus a living thing? No, no, no. So how is it that people think that you can catch something that is not alive? Everybody knows you never go full retard. Now I know a lot of people are genuinely concerned, so that's why I'm making this, to hopefully cure some of the unnecessary fear and stress. And if you are feeling that, it's because you're causing it for yourself. <laughs> and just so you don't think I'm sitting here making stuff up, I'll quickly tell you my background so you know how and why I'm telling you these things. I was one of those kids that could read and write before I even started school. I knew my one to 12 times table before other kids even knew how to open a book. I won academic scholarships in two expensive private schools. I did six years of science, which included medicine. I did six years of natural health and medicine. And I spent three years solely looking into the nature of viruses, bacteria, protozoans, fungus, and parasites. And as a practitioner, I treated myself and a number of other people successfully long-term for conditions of the same. And when I did my last IQ and aptitude test, I was taken into a separate room and I was interrogated to see if I cheated. And more than anything, unlike Google and Facebook, I don't have vested financial interest dictating what I can say. And I don't have shares in vaccine companies. So what is a virus anyway? Well, a virus is nothing more than a solvent. And these solvents are created within the cells of the body. This is why you cannot catch a virus. Viruses are created cellularly. Now the body can create hundreds of thousands of different viruses at any time. So why does a cell need to create a virus or a solvent? They're created in response to the built up toxicity that we have in our bodies. So how does a cell become toxic? Well, a lot of people have spent a number of years putting shit in their minds and shit in their bodies. A lot of people think that it's just totally fine to eat supermarket food, you know, you microwave it, just get flu shots injected into you every year, just drink your tap water. You know, people that go after organic food are tinfoil hat wearing boogers. The thing is, is that nature doesn't care what you believe. You can believe that any of those things are true, but nature doesn't care what you believe. So a lot of people have asked me, what is a flu? Well, a flu is a viral detoxification or a cleansing. A cold, on the other hand, is mostly bacterial. And for the most part, what needs cleaning out of the cells are environmental toxins, such as heavy metals, plastics, uh, any kind of environmental industrial pollutants, the chemicals that you use in your home to clean things with, things you put in your body, and so on and so forth. Now, a virus does not attack cell tissue. What happens is that as a virus, which is a solvent, breaks down the toxic residue within a cell, it creates essentially a toxic waste. So that's why you'll feel shitty if you've got a viral infection. And what can happen is if there's a lot of shit in your cells, you're gonna create a lot of toxic waste as that virus breaks it down. So what happens is that if there's too much of it, it can actually cause cell damage and in extreme cases, it can cause cell death. So there is actually one way that you can catch a virus and I'm gonna tell you what that is in a minute. But you gotta learn a bit about the nature of viruses before I can tell you how you can catch one. But millions of people are dying and you can catch some bat flu off of a counter or by being around your friends. Cause if we keep buying then they'll keep selling the lies. A virus is specific to specific cells in the body. So somebody with hepatitis, for example, which affects the liver, does that affect the heart? Do they have lung problems? Do they have brain or gonad problems? Likewise, a virus that attacks the lungs will not affect the kidneys. It's because the virus is specific to specific cells in the body. So because a virus is not transmissible within your own body, it should make sense that a virus is not transmissible between people. And it's especially impossible for a virus to make the jump between species. This is why you can't get an avian flu, a swine flu, a bat flu, a monkey flu, or any other flu that affects an animal. Except for one way 
and we will get to that. So how is it that a number of people can get a virus at the same time? If it is created within the cells, how is it that a lot of people can get it at the same time? Well, if somebody at home has a cold, or somebody at work or at your sporting club, does everybody in that place get a cold? You know that the answer is no, despite the fact that a bacterial infection can be contagious. And why can a bacterial or a fungal infection be contagious? Because they are living things. A virus, remember, is not a living thing. So how is it that a number of people can get a virus at the same time? There is an intelligence that runs through all of life. It's why seeds know when to germinate. It's why animals know when to mate or to hibernate or to come out of hibernation. So the body knows when it's a good time to undergo a cleaning. And it knows when it's a good time from the environment and climatic conditions. This is why a number of people in the same area can undergo a viral detoxification. But again, does everybody get a viral detoxification at the same time? You already know that the answer is no. So why is that? Well, they may have already undergone a recent cleansing. They may just be very healthy people and they're always watching the way they eat, the way they think, the way they move, the way they sleep. The intelligence that runs through all of life means that that body knows that it does not have to undergo a viral detoxification at that point in time. Additionally, our bodies all talk to each other, particularly our immune systems. This is one of the ways that we're attracted to the opposite sex. We can sense their immune system. It's how we know that we can create a genetically diverse offspring that will have the greatest chance of survival. We sense another's immune system partly by scent, and this has been taken away quite a lot in modern life. Things like perfumes and colognes, and especially when women go on the pill, it can affect their ability to sense a man's immune system. This is why some women come off birth control when they decide it's time to have a baby with their partner, and they smell them for the first time, and they realize that they're actually not attracted to them. And while I can't condense more than 10 years of experience into a short video, hopefully that's enough to show you why you cannot catch a virus, and you can start asking some good questions, such as, what is this coronavirus really about? Well, a lot of people were sus on this from the start for a number of reasons. Not everybody buys into what they hear from the media. And recently I saw a video from a guy who was clearly able to use his own brain. He asked a couple of good questions, and those questions led to the finding of vaccine patents. So what you can do is you can look up these patent numbers right now. First one being US 200-625-7852. And when you look at that, you'll see how long ago coronavirus was patented. Now here's a European one, EP317-2319B1. And that one you'll find to be a vaccine patent, which was funnily enough just approved in November of 2019. When did we start seeing coronavirus? So I guess it's time to tell you the only way that you can actually catch a virus. I got a boner. <laughs> the only way that you can catch a virus is by having it injected into your bloodstream. So remembering the viruses are created cellularly as a response to your internal environment, which means yes, taking responsibility for your thoughts, actions, and beliefs. All beliefs being a form of ignorance because you know if you have to believe something, it's because you don't know. So how can a human get a virus from a pig or a bat or a bird or a monkey? Remembering the viruses used to be blamed on other races such as Mexicans and Spanish flu. <laughs> Well, remember the viruses cannot cross species and you can't even catch it from within the same species because it has to be created within animal tissue, remembering that we are human animals. So the way that you can create a virus, you can get sick and unhealthy animal tissue and put it in a petri dish. It will create a virus and you can incubate that virus. The only reason it can stay alive, remembering it's not alive, the only reason that a virus can actually be there and be in play is that it's taking care of toxicity within cells 
in animal tissue. So what happens with that incubated virus is it's sterilized and put into a vaccine. Now straight away you don't want that because that's bad news. Then when it's added to 70 or 80 chemicals, you definitely don't want that in your body. So when these viruses are loaded into vaccines and flown all the way around the world, and people are getting their flu shots and all their other vaccines, that's the only way you can get animal tissue into your own bloodstream. It is so far beyond the realm of possibility to get animal tissue into your bloodstream by way of being around people or from surfaces or from the air or from any other way other than injection. So you really wanna question all this advice that's being given out about your toilet paper and your hand sanitizers and your everything else and the idea that this virus is killed upon contact of heat or anything else because a virus isn't alive in the first place. So how can you kill something that is never alive? So there's only two things that you need to do. One, don't get a flu shot, actually don't get any shot. And two, don't stay in your house. You gotta be outside getting sunlight and fresh air if you want your body to run optimally and not need to undergo a viral detoxification. There is something else you can do actually, and that is to turn off your TV and your social media. And I did make this video to help to bring some common sense and start relieving some of that fear and stress. So I won't go too far into what's really going on with this worldwide pandemic. By the way, who's verifying these deaths? Like who's actually counting these deaths? And who's actually verifying that the deaths that do occur aren't from any standard flu, which by the way, flus kill half a million to a million people every year. Every year. It only affects the weak. And if it's not a natural virus that's happening within your own body for beneficial purposes, the only way you can get that is to have an injection. So instead of thinking you're doing the right thing by using all the correct words like COVID-19 and self-isolating and social distancing, and instead of staying indoors like a self-indulgent cactus, washing your hands like it's going out of fashion and humping doorknobs, farting in bathtubs, laughing your ass off, and dictating to other people what they should be doing with their lives when perhaps they're just immune to media. So guys, if you're doing that, then you're not actually helping anything. What you're really doing is you're laying down you're bending over, you're spreading your legs, and you're letting the long arm of the system get itself shoulder deep inside of you. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Most people have no idea about how the world works, certainly don't have any idea about how the mind and body works. And there are some things going on that, you, if this goes down the way people are letting it go down, you can say goodbye to what you have left of your rights and freedoms in this world. So if that's been you, Pull your finger out, get outside, do normal things, watch the streets and watch what's going on out there. Because if you're sitting in your house, counting the number of days in your social isolation, counting death tolls like it's a fucking Olympic medal tally on the TV, you are literally paving the way to losing your rights and freedoms and you're gonna come out of your house with less than what you had when you went in. And I'm not just talking about baked beans and toilet paper. You don't buy that? That's Sean Penn, 2001, I am Sam. Remember? Wherefore retard? Went home empty handed. I'll leave you with one bit of friendly advice and that is to start using your own mind because if you don't use your own mind, someone else is gonna use it for you and it's not gonna be to your benefit. So I hope that helped and if anybody has any real questions and they don't have something to say like, I don't agree with that, then I'm happy to do Q and A's. Um, if I don't get real questions, I'm more than happy to just play guitar and do my own thing. So I hope that helped and I'll catch you all later. Bye.